What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome aboard the National Football Show. It's your boy, Dan Cilio. Getting closer and closer to playoff Saturday and Sunday in the NFL. I made this stat to you yesterday, and I laid this stat out for you yesterday. Last year, 100 television shows. Okay? The highest rated 100 shows in American broadcasting. 91 of them were NFL games. The growth of the National Football League has been incredible. This year, the ratings have been some of the biggest numbers they've seen in years. I mean, and it's because, obviously, there's a lot of things going on in society right now. The pandemic, people locked in. You want to be entertained. The NFL has delivered. I would make this point to you, that this has been one of the best years in NFL history when it comes to broadcasting. And what I loved about it was it was so razor thin at the top when it came to really great teams. And it really is razor thin when it comes to the bad teams. The parity in the National Football League this year has been as good as we've ever seen. You know, because every year the pendulum swung to a different team. You know, one day we're talking about the Cowboys when they're on a run. Is this a Super Bowl contending football team? Everybody was putting their hand up. I was putting my hand up. The way that Aaron Rodgers and that Packers team has played this year. It's been incredible. Now you're looking at the Patriots. Can they actually do something this weekend against the Bills? How about the Steelers? The Steelers end up tying with the Lions. And at the end of the day, get this, man. At the end of the day, they end up making the postseason. So no matter if you had whatever, okay, whatever, if you had an up and down season, you could have beat anybody, you know, with that famous line on any given Sunday. Guys, do me a favor. Please hit the like button. We know that you guys have been spectacular over the last couple months, man, and liking the show, viewing the show. You guys have been crazy great. We can't thank you enough. 
We're going to catch up with our friend Jay Glazer from Fox Sports in this hour. Also, in hour number two, the creator of Fox Sports, really. There was no sports department at Fox before David Hill got there. And David Hill created, really, NASCAR. What you see with college football. Obviously, the NFL, they ended up going out and getting Summerall and Madden. He was featured in that great all Madden documentary on John Madden. So in hour number two, we're going to talk with our friend, and we're going to get our friend David Hill on. I can't wait to talk to him. The growth of the league, I just got through telling you, the growth of football in this country has been over the top. Even the college football ratings this year were just spectacular. They really were, man. Just absolutely spectacular. So much news going on in the NFL. Eagles and Buccaneers, obviously. No doubt. We got a lot of topics surrounding it. I do want to say this to you real quick here on the Giants situation. So the New York Giants, as we reported yesterday, they ended up firing Joe Judge as their head football coach. Someone asked me this morning if I thought that that was a good job, the New York Giant job. Do you understand what John Mara and the Tishes have to do over the next couple of years? Do you know what they have to do? Just to show you, Eagle guys, where you are compared to where the Giants are, think about this for a second. This offseason, the New York Giants got to get the GM right. They've got to get the head coach right. And they've got to get the quarterback right. Dave Gettleman has left that New York Giants job in an absolute disarray. That football team has very limited talent. There's a couple spot guys that are on that giant team. But quite frankly, guys, make no mistake about it, that New York Giant gig is not a very good football gig right now. You could say whatever you want about that giant job. You know, they're they're one of the stable franchises. Well, it used to be. When you're hiring the Pat Shermers and guys like that, the Joe Judges, with very little experience, and you don't have a general manager that's that that's capable of finding talent and identifying talent, you're never going to win. That giant job is not a good job right now. I mean, if you're going to be a GM and get that job, you've got to walk in there and look at John Meyer and say this. Hey, man, you're going to have to give me two years to build this bad puppy up here. Because quite frankly, dude, make no mistake about it here. Okay, you got to look at this scenario here, and we've got to revamp this entire football team. I mean, we've got to find talent. I I don't even know if Saquon Barkley's really a big-time guy. You know, I keep hearing he is. I know he was a big-time draft choice, but that doesn't necessarily mean when you look at him and you go like this, well, he's a big-time back. Guys hurt? Daniel Jones? I'm not sold. So enough with Giant talk. Just got to tell you guys, man, quite frankly – No question about it, man. That New York Giants organization has got a long way before they're going to be competitive once again. All right. There is no doubt this Sunday, you know, we've been talking about Buccaneers and Eagles this week a lot. A narrative can change on Jalen Hurts if he plays great. Okay? 
There's no doubt about it. This has been, in my opinion, a successful season. Do you think the front office and Eagle fans look at this year, no matter what happens on Sunday against the Buccaneers? Has this been a successful season? Yes or no? I think it has. I think the things that the Eagles have accomplished this year, your coach was capable. Your quarterback was more than capable. Your general manager has done one whale of a job at putting the roster together here. Make no mistake about it. This football team has done a great job. Great job. Okay? A great job and having a successful season. Remember something, they were two and five. You're sitting there at two and five at one time. You get to week eight. And you're sitting here and you're like, oh my God, the football team ends up going seven and four down the stretch. Pretty crazy. Okay? Pretty freaking crazy how great the football team went down the stretch after week eight. Only the Niners had a better record than you guys. This has been a successful season. Now look, I know when you get to the postseason, people do this all the time. They say this, and they go like this. Hey, man, you got to win in the postseason. But make no mistake about it, I really think this has been a successful season. Guys, I couldn't wait to get our friend here on, Jay Glazer. I got to tell you, man, he has been, in my opinion, one of the best people on that NFL on Fox show. I can't tell you how I'm so privileged to get him on. David Hill's going to be coming on with us. Uh, in hour number two. So we got Jay here. Jay, I'm going to make sure that I tell David Hill. Um, I'll make sure that I tell David Hill that um, you, um, you're going to be coming on with us here. And I'll make sure that you convey your message. Hopefully we can connect here and get a better connection here in a second here. So we'll see if we can get a hold of Jay here. But I've been looking forward to this, guys. There's no question about it. I've been looking forward to getting him on, man. And, you know, he's so plugged in. And by the way, all these coaching changes. David Culley got fired today. Okay? David Culley got fired today after winning only four football games. Well, know this, guys. Okay? He was set up to fail. Okay? Why was he hired in the first place? Why was Brian Flores fired in Miami? Who's going to get the job in Jacksonville? As I said to you about the Giant job. How about the coach of the year? I think Jay's got a vote in that, if I'm not mistaken. I know he's got a vote for the most valuable player award. So I know he's got a vote on that. We'll ask him, is it going to be Rodgers, Burrow, or Tom Brady? So we'll get his thoughts. but. Hey, real quick, back to what we were talking about. This has been a successful season for the Philadelphia Eagles. It has been. You got cap space going into this year in free agency. You got 11 picks in the upcoming NFL draft. You've got three first-rounders. I think 15, 17, and 19, if I'm not mistaken. You've done a great job at going out and getting people like Darius Slay. And the most important thing that you found out, guys, you were right with that second pick. 
when you took Jalen Hurts in the second round. Dave Wanstat, who was on with us yesterday, said, man, he's proven to me that he's the guy. He's absolutely proven to me that, you know what, at the beginning of the year, I didn't see some of the intangibles that you need to win in this league. And he said he started seeing them. How about the fact, too, that Bruce Arians came out yesterday and what Bruce said about him. Bruce made the comment, he's going, hey, man, that's not the same kid that we saw earlier in the year. He's improved his game with each and every single football game that he's played. I'll make a point to you, too, here, guys. That giant game, in my opinion, may have been one of the most important lessons that Jalen Hurts has learned since he's been a starting quarterback in the NFL. You're talking about a guy who went into the Meadowlands, crapped the bed, turned around next week, had his best game. You want to see young players doing that. You know, that was always a trait, too. That was always a trait, right? Always a trait that Tom Brady had. Benson says how he's still bad. Dog, he was right on the coach. He's right on the quarterback. The football team's in the postseason. Okay? You could say he's bad. But this year, the results, man, I mean, look, I get it. He's missed on picks. I do $20 million a year for Hurts. Man, let's let one more year play out before we start throwing that Wentz money type at, at Jalen here. You know what I'm saying, guys? I got to tell you, man, before we start going over again, I'm not saying that Jalen hasn't earned more money, but what I'm saying to you is, and I think that's a great comment. Do you think Jalen Hurts has earned a contract extension? Okay? I love that topic, actually. You think Jalen's earned a contract extension? Would you, if you were Howie and the owner of the Eagles, would you give Jalen Hurts a contract extension? Man, that's, that's a tough position because – now, look – Money speaks. Am I right when I say that? Smile says no. Buck's helmet says yes. Will says not yet. Russ, no. Jalen is going to get us to the NFC Championship game next season. Philly 559, yes. Dante says let's let it play out. Boy, man. This is really where we're going to find out what you guys truly believe. Instead of in your heart here, the money's on the table. Do you push it forward to Jalen Hurts and give him more money? How about a new deal? Corey says, depending on the price. Backyard Bird says it's too early. So that means he's canned him, and what he's saying is one more year. So you're not sold. Wow, folks. You know, it's one thing to sit here and say, has Jalen played really great? Does he deserve to come back? It's another thing when we start talking about money. And you start talking because we learned a lesson from the Carson Wentz deal and the Jared Goff deal. 
Those two franchises got pinned and they had anchors around their necks when they all of a sudden had a come to Jesus conversation and they started realizing maybe these guys aren't quite worth the dough. Eric says, I want to see more progress. Samuel, Dak had to wait for his money as a, I believe it was a fourth rounder, Samuel. Brandon says, get him a Tom Brady money less deal and more for targets hitting like completions, amount of attempts, stuff like that. So you want to put an incentive-laden contract out there. Well, I don't know how you can make it any more incentive-laden here if we're sitting here doing this. Okay, well, hang on for a second here. You're talking about a scenario here where a quarterback has made it to the Pro Bowl as an alternate, and he's put his team in the postseason. And he's one of only seven guys to throw for over 3,000 yards and rush for over 750. Only one of seven guys. Eric says, how how he builds this team this offseason will show us again in how he, or if he's not sold, uh, Jalen Hurts. Mixed Madness, third year should be a good measuring point. Okay? Should be a good measuring point. All right. Let's see if we fix this here. I've been so looking forward to this. AJ, how you doing, man? What's going on, brother? How you doing, man? Sorry about that. All good, my friend. I appreciate you doing this. By the way, David Hill is going to be coming on in hour number two. I'll make sure you say hi to him. And I got to tell you, Jay, from the first days of David Hill building Fox Sports to seeing what you guys have done with it, it's truly amazing. Oh, my God, man. I owe him so much. I mean, that's, um, you know, when they hired me over there at Fox, like, Man, I'm still waiting to wake up in fifth grade. None of this happened. You know what I mean? Like, you got to be kidding me. And I, you know, grew up watching these guys. And now to have Howie Long and Terry Bradshaw and Jimmy Johnson as my teammates, and obviously Kurt and Stray and I go back since day one in our own careers. And it's David Hill who's the visionary, you know? And I learned a lot from him owning my own businesses now at Unbreakable and having a charity MVP. I learned a lot about him. Like, he was never afraid to take a chance and be like, we're going for it. If we mess it up, we mess it up, but we're going to go for it. And the other thing is when we had an idea, a lot of us have ideas and we say, you know, it'd be great if we do this and it never happens. But like, for example, like our military shows, like one day it was like David Hill's like, we're going to go to Afghanistan. And next thing you know, we're on a plane to Afghanistan. And it makes it happen like that. So I really learned from him to, you know, when I have, let's say a vision of my business, to act on it and act on it quickly. Jay, how's the health? How's my health? Oh, from yes. COVID? Man, that sucked, dude. That was, that was, that sucked. Um, it's good. It's better. Uh, thank God almighty, I'm, I'm good. But yeah, I didn't have that uh, three-day one, man. I had the one where you're in bed for a little while and uh, that really sucked. And I kind of, I, I went the other way. I inflamed. So instead of losing weight, I got all this inflammation. Like I'm the only guy, yeah. <laughs> the COVID diet wasn't good for me. But I got all this inflammation. And I had to deal with um, both my lungs aspirated at the start of a procedure six years ago. Um, and I was in uh, critical care for a week at Cedar Side. I threw, I threw up at the start of the procedure and the whole meal for the night before. And then I drowned in it. And the anesthesiologist walked away. It's actually why my voice is this raspy. It wasn't. Um, when they shoved the tube down to revive me, they clipped my vocal cord. So it has scar tissue. So as a result, my lungs, I'm kind of like higher risk. So, man, I inflamed 
I put like 20 pounds of inflammation on. And I was like, man, I got to make a decision here. And I said, I'm done. I showered, shaved, walked into my gym. Uh, I'm done. And there's a, a doctor friend of mine over here. She's like, it doesn't work that way. I said, it is for me. Like, I'm making a decision. I'm not. I looked at a job at the hut the other day, man. It was not good. And I just, um, I lost the 20 pounds from uh, Thursday to Sunday. Like, it was just all inflammation and bad weight. So, man. yeah. And I'm I just so got done. The guy that just that. walked out of my house was a, a guy named Mark Kerr, who's my training and sparring partner. So we just got done sparring like literally two minutes before this. How about this, Jay? You know what? And I'm so happy that you and I were able to connect. I want to tell you a story. After I saw the Lane Johnson, and I, we cover the Eagles here on our program. We're based in Philadelphia. We've got one of the biggest shows on in Philly now. And we're so proud of that with all the Eagle fans. And when I saw the Lane Johnson story, that's what made me post that picture because, Jay, I'll tell you what, a lot of guys and a lot of people don't understand. You think big, bad NFL guys. I walked I, – Jay, I walked right out of the Buccaneer training camp. I was the 56th player taken. As you know, I played for Coach Johnson. And I walked away from the game, and I said this, I don't want to be here anymore. And it, I kicked myself in the face because I didn't have anybody to talk to at that yeah. time. And I so love what you're doing. And just give us a little bit of the essence of how that Lane Johnson story started for you and how you guys put that together. Well, I actually trained Lane in MMA his second year in the NFL. And and, the, and this is where mental health really, like it plays by its own rules. It has its own schedule. So Lane lived with my son and I. Like he stayed there with me. He was all in. And Randy Couture and I beat the dog crap out of Lane Johnson like for – Four months, and we made him throw up eight times in day one. And not trying to be, you know, jagoffs about it. We're just trying to push his breaking point. It's unbreakable, right? We're trying to push your breaking point, push your breaking point to make football easy. Like, if you could go three-minute rounds with us with a one-minute break, you damn sure could do an eight-second round with a one-minute break in the NFL. And that's – we try to train you here between your ears, buying your ribcage. So here's a guy who knows me and my mental health struggles well firsthand, and yet – when he went off the reservation, he still didn't reach out for help. He still didn't turn to me or, or any of us. And I didn't know it was that, like, he had that much going. Uh, and I should have. Like, he saw me firsthand. But you have this shame with your boys, right? So you don't say anything. And when Lane, we kind of finally got him back to where he wasn't manic, um, you know, he called me and I was like, dude, one thing you can't do is go off the reservation. Like, man, you got to reach out. You got to talk. You've got to connect with us. And I promise you, we won't be ashamed. It'll get us closer together. And as we started talking about, it, I said, you know, what, man, you sit down. The biggest thing that helps me is being of service to people. Like I live in the gray. I live in this depression, the gray. It's what the gray, like Dan, in order for you to play on the level you play, Man, you got to be off going in, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you got to yes. be crazy to be great. Yes. Well, when you don't have a uniform or the gloves come off or the uniform comes off, your, you know, the rucksack goes down, those roommates are still there talking to you, right? And if you don't have that team, man, it's a scary world. It's a scary place. So that's why I started our charity, too, with MVP, trying to put together combat vets and, and athletes. But also for so a guy like Lane, I said, Lane, if you could be of service, for me, that really cuts through the gray and gets me to see some blue. 
And if you tell your story, man, I'm telling you, you'll see some blue. And again, you're, you're scared because you're in the NFL and, and we're, you know, again, it's like in my world, in, in a breakable, I'm telling everybody, don't put your hands on your hips. Don't show it. Don't take, like our fighters can't take a stool in between rounds. I want them walking back and forth, back and forth. So somebody looks like, what the hell's wrong with Randy Couture? Why is he not sitting? And it's the complete opposite of how we need to be in, in our real world. We, the more we can show it, the more we can be vulnerable, the more we can open up, the more people we're going to help. And Lane got that. Like, you know, at first he was like, man, I want to be, I want to, I want to prep with people for the interview. And I'm like, just, 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 just let it, let just talk, let, just go. And he, he eventually said, he said, you know what? I don't, I'm not talking to anybody. I just want to, I'm just going to unload because you're right. It's going to help people. And that to, to see the two of us sit up there and then like Terry Bradshaw was ahead of his time. Terry yeah. talked about this a long time ago before we knew what mental health was. And that's brave. That's courage for Terry Bradshaw to come out when he did decades ago and talk about his anxiety and depression and panic attacks. And that's courage to talk about it before the rest of the world is. So that was, that was pretty special. Couple of questions for you. Are you sold Eagle wise? A couple of questions for you. Are you sold Jalen hurts with Howie Roseman and in the front office that he's the guy of the future. A lot of coaches have had different says. Dave wants that yesterday, said, I'm shocked. Jimmy's not sold on him. Where do you sit, Jay? Well, the players are sold on him. That I can tell you. They're sold on him. They think he's a leader. They they like him. Um, I mean, they're in playoffs. <laughs> so let's, you know, I but you know, does he would you compare him with, you know, the Aarons and the Brady's and the of course not. Right. And you want one of those elite, elite, elite guys. Could he have room to grow to get up there? I'm not a, a football coach. I'm, I'm not. That's where you got to leave the you know, questions to, to Jimmy and Dave and guys like that. I can just tell you the locker room loves them. I'd, I'd, I'd love to hear that because that's where it starts. Your thoughts on Deshaun Watson. I mean, Jay, help me out on this. They paid him this year. He was on the active 53-man roster the entire season. He wasn't on the commissioner's exempt list. What's the future for Deshaun Watson? I don't know because I don't know the legal process. I mean, they'll, have, they'll trade him, you'd think. Um, but they turned out an awful lot for him. I mean, they had an offer of three ones and three threes wow. that they had turned down. in. Uh, it was man, before the draft. Um, and there was, I mean, they were, I think they looked at it like if we can get through the legal issues, then we can get even more for that. I always looked at it like they overplayed their hand. It didn't make a lot of sense, but, um, you know, that that's – again, I, I know I'm not smart enough to be a lawyer to know how that's going to play out. Absolutely. Hey, two last questions here for you. Is Russell Wilson done in Seattle? I, I would think – look, we, we heard him last year on a winning team want to get out, and he says it wasn't him and his age. It was. And now they had a you know, losing team this year – why would anything change? So do I think he tries to force that issue again? I do. It's not the team. It's, you know, Russell and his guys want to do it. And um, do I see them trying to push it again? Yeah, I, absolutely. I would think so. Final question for you. You're a voter on the Most Valuable Player Award. I'm up. Guy, you're, you're not voting on that? Hell no. I don't get a vote on any of that. 
I thought you were. A, I thought you were a voter on. No, that. I don't get votes on any. I get. I get left out of that group. The. The. Well, they, they should have you win. If you had to vote for <laughs> Rogers or Brady, I don't vote who, for Hall of Fame. I'll get AP and nothing. And I've always kind of. Yeah, even that's though crazy. I, I. So when I wrote for the New York Post back in the day, people don't know this. I was a columnist at the New York Post. I got nine grand a year. That's all I got. Like, I had no experience. I kind of BS my way in, and Greg Gallo, the editor, is like. This is where you're getting $250 a story. Where else are you going to go? You got no experience. So I had to take nine grand a year for years. So I was never like, I never got, I don't know if I was ever even into the pro football writers. I think I was at some point. I don't know. I don't remember. Well, they got you listed in the black book that way. It does? Yeah, you're in the black book as a whole, as a MVP voter. Nope, don't got one. That's crazy. Really? Yeah, I looked it up this morning. I looked, I said, Jason. Screenshot it and send it to me. Seriously? I'm going to. I'll, I'll, I'll text that to you, well, man. Well, they've never I, reached I out to me, so if there's one abstain, it's me, because I've never known I had a vote. Well, I, I saw your name on the list. There was a oh whole bunch God. of them That's that hilarious. they had listed I, no, on there. I, I, I've never known that. <laughs> yeah, you, it's in the, this so year's black book. <laughs> hey, hey, finally, do me a favor, Jay. Tell people how to get involved in your program and where they can go to get the information for your program for MVP. Yeah. If you're, if you're a combat vet, um, active duty, retired, if you're a former pro athlete, go to vets and vets and What we do is we're in seven cities. We train for about a half hour just to give you that burn. But after we just sit on the mat and we, man, we talk our stuff out. We, you know, I, I like to say like, we're, we're messed up, but we're good with our messed upness. And, you know, I'm, I'm, our job is to help us all through this transition and, for me, it made a lot of sense. Like vets look up to athletes, athletes look up to vets. So it's a pretty cool, you know, team to to get. And um, you know, I, I got a book coming out January 25th called Unbreakable. Uh, if you go online right now, we actually I have a lot of the lessons in there that we teach in MVP um, and a lot of mental health lessons. It's called Unbreakable: How I uh, Turn My Depression and Anxiety into Motivation, and you can too. And I really pull my skin back on this. And you know, I don't just I know we talk a lot about mental health, but um, I describe it in great, great detail because I felt like it was my, I told you about like being a service. I felt like this my way of being a service to people that y'all know you're not alone. And man, I felt, you know, I hid it behind laughter and this big personality for all those years, but I was full of crap. I've been in pain all these years. And the first time I've, I kind of been able to tell everybody um, so I can help people out. Absolutely. By the way, I know this during the holidays. You, ne you never got a card from Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy doesn't believe in Santa, and he doesn't believe in Christmas cards. <laughs> nope, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Hey, Jay, He'll thank you so much, brother. Your birthday. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. That's all my right. friend Jay appreciate Glazer, you, man. You got it, man, from Fox Sports. Love talking to Jay, man. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Johnson doesn't believe in Christmas cards. Or he doesn't believe in Santa Claus. All right, guys, do me a favor. We're going to reset. Hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. This is Joe Krause of Krause's Coats inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help veterans stay warm this winter. Go to Krause's Coats on Facebook to help those who've served. Have a happy holiday.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Football show. I didn't know Jay worked that much with Lane Johnson. Looks like he was with him pretty much the entire time when he was not with the Eagles. And so if the Eagles and Lane and the front office and everybody, the fans, maybe a little gratitude there to Jay Glazer because put him back on the rails, got him back in a uniform. And I know some of you out there are going like this. Hey, look, I'm not. I'm not one of those guys either that make excuses up. If you're not feeling good, everybody's got to get up off their ass and go to work. You know, not everything is always aimed in the right direction. People's life, you know, they 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 go up and down. It's like a seesaw. I get it. Thank you, Eric. I appreciate it. I'm not one of the guys who do the interviews and go, that was epic. What an epic interview. I think the people make the interviews, not the interviewer. Okay, to me, I just listen to what they're saying and I kind of go off of what they're doing. Okay, and if they feel like they want to talk about something more, that's how you get people to open up. By the way, okay, guys, the wife did the helmet thing. She thought the other way looked bad. It's a pro football helmet, and this is how you could get over yourselves. It's not the same Buccaneers. 
They don't wear those uniforms anymore. They don't have those helmets. They're not ever going to, okay? <laughs> Thank you, Eric. Yes. Hey, now you sound like Xander. Okay? What do you want me to do? Kiss your ass? Huh? What do you want me to do? Kiss your ass? Flex says 2724 birds. Eric, I saw. Hey, from now on, that's a good gimmick. Hey, Sills, that sucked. <laughs> oh, with an LOL. Okay? Sills, that sucked. LOL. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Joey, right? Hey, Chris, thank you. A nine. <laughs> no creamsicles. They were an early expand. God, they sucked, man. Hey, when I got there, man, I couldn't believe how bad the whole thing was. Holy cow. Oh, that's right, Bucks. Bucks helmet goes, I forgot Big Sills who owns and who holds the purses. Absolutely. Okay. My cannolis are in that in that purse. I just don't hold it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what do you mean, look at his name? What the hell is that supposed to mean? <laughs> oh, man, right? Weather won't affect Tampa. Um, it won't because they play in the rain. Not going to affect Brady. He's played in everything. Rain, snow, sleet, buffalo. Come on, man. It's Tom Brady. You're practicing that shit down there. If you're the Eagles, you're praying it ain't hot and humid. That's what you don't want. You don't want it to be 85 degrees and a 1 o'clock game. That's what you don't want because you are not in condition for that shit. Okay? Do I, I didn't play for John McKay. Never forgot Steve Young wore. Get this. The pick that the Bucks used to take me was the Steve Young from the Niners pick. Yeah, I see they got their value there. <laughs> Uh, Chris says rain helps us. It does because anytime you have a ground attack, absolutely. All right, let me throw this topic out at you now. By the way, please hit the like button, guys. Okay, really thank you. By the way, hour two, the creator of Fox Sports, David Hill, the legendary David Hill will join us. This Sunday, we're going to find out a lot about the Seagull team. Let's take Jalen Hurts out of this topic here. See, I like to do this, guys. It's funny. I was talking to Xander a couple days ago about this. He and I love list. I love list. I love topics. I do. I, I love to throw topics out. You guys throw topics back sometimes. Okay? I love it. Let's take Jalen out of this topic here for a second. Who will be the most important eagle come Sunday night? Who would have been the most important eagle in this game against the Buccaneers? One guy, Miles Sanders. Looks like he's going to play. By the way, all reports are he doesn't have a cast on his hand. Dallas Goddard. Fletcher Cox. TJ, Darius Slay, 
Camden. Let's take let's take Jalen Hurts out of the conversation here. Tony E says D line most important. Eric conveys that. Kyle says Maddox, Ken Dallas, Big Chris Slay, Gravedigger at Raymond James. I love that man. I've actually seen Gravedigger at Raymond James. One of those monster truck shows. It's pretty dope. I've actually been to one. Hardgrave says Backyard Birds podcast. Sanders Gainwell. Flex says Cox. Gotta set the tone, dude. Gotta set the tone. Double Gronk the whole entire game. And Dante says Deuce Staley. Right? The Bone Crusher. Big Sills' wrestling name. Thank you. An homage, I would imagine. Elliot. Can we jam Gronk? Every play. Old legs. Put hey, I'll tell you something, Chris. Put a dude on him, right? Put a big dude on him. Don't let him get those free releases. Okay? Eddie says, Nick Sirianni. Turn Gronk into a one-dimensional player, Joey says. Do Staley coaches for the Lions, not the Eagles. Thank you. This just in. <laughs> Nick. Boy, the most important guy. Boy, I really like that, man. Turning Gronk into a one-dimensional player, into a blocker. You can't ha- let that guy run down the scene. You can't let Gronkowski just catch and release like that. You can't let him off the line of scrimmage. That is Brady's go-to. You see, the Buccaneers really don't have a slot guy. You know, there's two things that Tom Brady does in a football game that he relies on all the time. The dump pass and the scene pass. He can't any longer with the Bucs because the Bucs don't really have a slot receiver. When he was in New England, look at who they their stars were. It wasn't really the perimeter guys. Randy Moss was that one year, but the majority of the guys were slot receivers. Wes, Amendola, Edelman, all slot guys. And the star really was Gronkowski coming off the line of scrimmage. The slot made the seam open for Gronk. And Gronk's athleticism, because you know where the mistake happens when it comes to guarding Gronkowski? You think you could just put a linebacker on him. You can't put a linebacker on him. It's a mismatch physically. He's 6'7". He's almost 300 pounds. He's as athletic as a defensive end getting off the line of scrimmage. And he's got hands like Chris Carter. You could put your best guy like Darius Slay on him. That is a physical mismatch. He will win that every time. So, if you don't have the personnel to line up with Gronk, okay, what do you do? Put the biggest fucker you can on him. Line him up on him. Beat him up. Okay? Put a body on him. Make him have to work for it. If Gronkowski gets nine catches and 136 yards, 
Make sure that guy, when he leaves the stadium, knows it was a ball game. This year, I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen teams just allow him to get off the line of scrimmage like that. Makes no sense to me. Gang tackle Gronk. I love that too. Spanish Phil, put a hat on him all the time. You turn Gronkowski into a one-dimensional guy. Who's Brady going to? Who's he? Mike Evans? Got an injured wheel. Receivers are banged up. The running game has been what? Kind of up and down all year. You got to turn Tom Brady. You can't allow Brady to have Gronk and the perimeter because he'll kill you. Then that's how they get the running game going, too. Brady's already here. If I were Tom Brady, this is how I would attack the Eagles. Okay. Right out of the gate, I'm going to try and I'm going to see if you can defend my running backs coming out of the backfield like Fournette and them dudes. I'm going to see if you have linebacker speed. What happens when you start going to your backs on first down and you're throwing those swing passes? What happens? You widen out the defense and you spread them out a little more. Okay? That's to create space for Gronkowski. Don't get sucked into that. You see, Brady sucks you into what he wants you to do for the entire game. He's going to give you a false read. Do you guys understand when I'm talking about false read? Most of the time, watch this, guys. When you line up and you say, and I'm just going to give you my techniques, I line up as a defensive tackle. I'm either going to line up on a three technique, head up a one technique. Okay? What Brady does is he gives you wide splits. A defensive lineman will see what happens when you see wide splits. When you see wide splits inside the A-gap from center to guard and you see wide gaps, what does that traditionally mean? Trying to run inside. Guard goes away. What's your first reaction? Is to look. They like giving you false reads. When you look away because he steps away, you've got to look back inside. Because the oncoming guard's coming for a trap play or they're trying to slip and scoop on you. The Bucks are really well coached. And so you have to sometimes run around blocks, maybe run gap, first down stunts. Jonathan Gannon's going to have to be a little creative. Like when I see a wide gap in there, Brady's trying to influence me. Line up in that gap. Brady doesn't have the greatest feet. Penetration kills that offense. Okay? Penetration will kill it. That's what we were always taught. You open up those gaps, I'm getting in that gap. What made Jerome Brown the defensive tackle he was, you couldn't do that shit to Jerome. Okay? You could not. Clyde Simmons, too. They would try to, they would try to go wide splits on these guys. Guys like Reggie would get in a gap and hit it. All of a sudden, they went, okay, well, that's out. These guys are too quick, too fast, and too strong. And they run like a demon, and their linebackers are special. You know, you can say whatever you want about Seth Joyner. Seth Joyner, that guy brought the wood. 
That's right, Samuel. So you, your keys, man, you got to be, he's so hard to read. Got to stop Gronkowski. Put a big-ass body on that dude. I really do think it's stopping Gronk. You stop Gronk, Brady's got to go deep. That's not what he does. Don't let that running game get going as well. Okay? Just, just, just don't. By the way, best jobs that are open. Media's going nuts again on Aaron Rodgers and why he shouldn't win the MVP award. Bruce Arian said something really awesome about Jalen Hurts. I want to hit on that. Guys, speaking of hit it, do me a favor, hit the like button. I love what Bruce Arian said about Jalen Hurts. We'll hit on that next. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. This is Joe Krause of Krause's Coats inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help veterans stay warm this winter. Go to Krause's Coats on Facebook to help those who've served. Have a happy holiday. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
National Football Show, your boy, Nick Sills. Please hit the like button. So I watch a lot of sports shows and sports talk shows um, in the morning time, kind of prepping and getting ready for you guys. Every one of the shows is trying to make a case for Aaron Rodgers not to win the MVP. Joe Burrow. Oh, this guy here, he did this and this. According to Pro Football Focus, who's that? Oh, that's right. That's Collinsworth and his website. Okay, yeah, sure, all right. Tom Brady should win it. I'm like, okay. And you know what they do? It's pretty smart. Oh, you know, if you're saying it should be anybody else, you're, you're, you're doing it because you think we, as media people, don't want Aaron Rodgers to win it because he's not vaccinated. It's true. Oh, why? Because, again, you say it and you get ahead of it. You think that that's not going to still be echoed? You've already got an ex- example of it. Hubbard Kosh in Chicago already said he's not voting for him. You're even trying to bury a guy who gives you an example of exactly what some people are talking about. It's like when you're a conservative. You know how to shut a conservative up? Call him a racist. He'll hide under his desk. He won't stand up for himself. He won't stand tall and let the people that know him speak for him. He'll hide under his desk. It always shuts conservatives up. He's a racist. Oh, okay. Where do I hide? Dude, have a backbone. Somebody says that, stand tall and go, and you are again, I've never met you in my life. I have no idea who you are. Aaron Rodgers won home field advantage in the NFC. Aaron Rodgers beat Joe Burrow head-to-head in overtime, 25-22, in Cincy. Threw for 344 and three touchdowns. (laughs) What are we talking about here? Stats? Uh, You're right. You take Joe Burrow, I'll take Aaron Rodgers. Let's do this for a second. If Aaron Rodgers is not on the Green Bay Packers, they're a four-win football team. Go ahead, pick a quarterback. The only guy that I would pick in the NFL over Rodgers is the guy in Tampa. Is the guy in Tampa. You can have the rest of those guys in the postseason, the Matthew Staffords, the Dak Prescotts, the Josh Allens, the Joe Burrows, all them dudes. I'll take Aaron Rodgers. You may think he's a dick. But I didn't see that in the requirements to vote for MVP. Ah, here it is. He's got to be a great guy. He's really friendly when he's playing his ukulele. That's what I do like about Aaron. Hey, man, I don't know this guy from SpongeBob. I couldn't tell you anything about Aaron Rodgers. All I would know is if I saw him in public, oh, that's Aaron Rodgers. That's it. I have no conversation with him, and neither do 100% of these people. You don't know that guy from a can of paint, but you think you do. You think you do so you can come up with these narratives. 
He's just not a likable guy. How do you know? Have you ever spoken to him? Don't you like that guy that does this? Hey, you shouldn't like him. He's an asshole. I don't like him. Oh, you don't like him. I never do that. I never let somebody else's opinion cloud my judgment on whether or not you and I will have a relationship. I never do that. As a matter of fact, the people that do do that, I actually try to get to know that person a little more as to why maybe you and him don't get along. That tells me about both of you. One of them, my friend. That tells me a little bit about your character. Oh, I see. So you listen to what others' opinions are about other people, even though you don't know the character or the content of that person inside. I, I, I despise people like that. Don't like him because, you know, he's an asshole. Have you ever met him? No, but my friend told me about him. <laughs> it's like Twitter. Well, this guy's a jerk. Have you ever met him? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> eh. It's the same thing with this MVP vote. All I know is on Sundays, Aaron Rodgers is there and he wins ball games and he's won 39 of them in the last three years. Does he have to win an NFC championship and get to another Super Bowl? Absolutely. Aaron Rodgers can't do anything but win the Super Bowl this year for it to be a successful season. Okay? Watch this. Tom Brady can lose. Nobody's going to think any less of Brady. But Aaron Rodgers loses? We will. We'll look at him as the Marty Schottenheimer of postseason football players. Yeah, but he won a Super Bowl. Yeah, but a guy like that, and I agree with this take on him. A guy like that, hey, how many people will look at this? Let me ask you something. Do you guys think that um, Peyton Manning over or underachieved in the NFL? What do you guys think? I like that, Philip. I'll get to that. I'll get to that. I'll tell you right now. If I had to do a jersey swap, it would probably it would it would probably be Reggie. It would probably be Reggie. Okay. Under. Right. Right. Stats. He underachieved. Peyton Manning underachieved. Peyton Manning, to me, is the Phil Mickelson in the era of Tiger Woods. Really a great player, but you played in the era of Tiger. It's like playing in the era of Jordan. Hey, Carl Malone was a great player, but he wasn't quite Jordan. Clyde Drexler was a fine ball player, but he wasn't quite Jordan. You get me? Peyton Manning underachieved. How many people... How many people think Brett Favre underachieved? Broke every passing record there was. You think Peyton Manning underachieved? Well, do you think that Brett Favre underachieved? Yeah. He won one Super Bowl, losing another. He got to two. Players with that kind of reputation... You need to have multiple opportunities at putting your resume on display and 
on the on the starters on the starters block. Do you want do you know what makes Brady so incredible? Do you know if you look at it, how many times has he been to conference championship games? What is it? He's got seven titles, right? Seven Super Bowls. And I think, what is he, seven and three in Super Bowls? So Tom Brady, in 20 years, has been to a conference championship game, which means this. I think he's got 21 years he's been in the league now, 21 as a starter. Tom Brady, every other year he's played in the league, has been in a conference championship game. That's Bill Russell shit. That's Bill Russell. Every other year that Tom Brady has played in a 20-year span, he's been to a conference title game. That's unbelievable. How many of the AFC championship games has he lost to that he's been to? I mean, it, it, incredible. Armand says Brady really hates the Eagles. Well, I think he hates the Eagles. I think he hates the fact that he missed that pass. And I clearly think that he actually hates the fact that, okay, that that um, Nick Foles beat him. I know. Hey, Scooty, isn't that wild? It's unbelievable, and that's why he is the GOAT. All right. David Hill, the creator of Fox Sports. Yes. The creator of Fox Sports. Rupert Murdoch hired him. It was essential to get him to create Fox Sports. He's going to be here on the National Football Show in hour number two. He'll be at the bottom of the hour. Please hit the like button. I want to talk more Buccaneers and Eagles. I want to go around the league. Also, some of the playoff games. I'm going to ask you about quarterbacks in each game. Hit that like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. This is Joe Krause of Krause's Coats inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help veterans stay warm this winter. Go to Krause's Coats on Facebook to help those who've served. Have a happy holiday. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, 
visit us at www.ibew98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. That hour flew. Jay Glazer was in the first hour. If you happen to miss it, please go back and watch it. Share it. We appreciate him coming aboard. Really a great story on Lane Johnson and how that whole thing worked out when his absence was definitely felt on the Eagles, right? And he worked with him. I thought it was awesome that, you know, he reached out to Lane, told him, hey, man, we're here and talked it through and Ended up having a spectacular season. Lane Johnson really had a great season. So that was awesome. That was in hour number one. The creator of Fox Sports, David Hill, will be with us at the bottom of the hour. As I tell you all the time, guys, please hit the like button. You have been sensational. You know, I want to start here first before we go on to Eagles and Bucks on Sunday. Jim Mersey came out yesterday and said the buck stops with him. He was asked to elaborate, and he wouldn't. What does that tell you? Man, are the Colts really going to move off of Carson Wentz? Who are they going to target? Will it be Deshaun Watson? Will it be a Russell Wilson? Jay in the first hour said he believes he's finished in Seattle. That's a, I mean, you got a lot of money tied up in this guy. Now remember something. Hey, the Cleveland Browns are making it very apparent that, look, they're either lying to the media on Baker Mayfield or they're really going to go out and take a look at what's out there. Hey, we want him to come back. We expect him to recover from his surgery, and we expect a bounce back here. That's kind of what you should say, right? Eric says Derek Carr would be a great fit. Why would the Raiders give up Derek Carr? I'm not giving up Derek Carr for anybody. Derek Carr is a fine ball player, man. Look at the shit he went through this year. 
Armand said Wentz may be a backup quarterback. Wentz to the Texans? Texans are a train wreck. Wow. You know, I mentioned in the first hour how bad that giant job is. So you fired David Culley today. It's got racism all over it. You're going to hear people barking. Well, he only won four games. Well, how many games did the guy in Detroit win this year? And you made a move for a quarterback. I mean, so what? You thought hiring a black coach would maybe change Deshaun Watson's mind? So you hired a black coach instead of the right coach. Dude. No wonder people have issues with racism in the Houston Texans organization. You can't. The optics look so bad. You didn't give this guy a chance? I mean, how many games did the Texans win last year with Deshaun Watson as a starting quarterback? Five? What was their record last year? This guy won four ball games without Deshaun? You fired two coaches that were black that had winning records the last two years. I mean, you fired... Brian Flores, he comes off a 10 and a 9 win season, and you canned him. There's one black coach in the NFL. Not good. How about this? Even if you think I'm going over and bringing race into it, the optics look like it. X, how about this? Even if you don't want to bring race into it, and you're like, Sills, you don't really think that. You're going to have knuckleheads on Twitter. You're going to have knuckleheads in the media that are going to go, dude, this has got racism all over it. It looks it. The owner, you can't have the inmates running the asylum. Remember when Bob McNair said that about the NFL players? Then you got Deshaun throwing stuff out there. You've got Andre Johnson saying shit about the organization as well. Then you fire a black coach where you never really gave him a chance. Right, Chris, J.J., jump ship. I mean, you got one black coach. Thank God he's with the Steelers. And he just happens to be my favorite coach in the league. I love Mike Tomlin. Dude, right. Hey, 6'9", with all the stuff that was going on with BLM last year, Antifa and all that crap, they hired a black coach so that they could look good in a public relations conversation. This is why I always tell you guys, and I'm going to tell you flat out here, I don't want a black coach as my coach. I want the right coach. I want the right man, whatever that looks like. I want a man I can look at and talk to when shit's not going well, and I understand that he understands where we are in the conversation. That's why when Mike Tomlin puts your ass on blast, he don't care if you're Ben Roethlisberger or the 53rd dude on the team. This stuff about hiring, hey, look, do they need to have a rule like the Rooney rule in place? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
you got too many white owners that want to hire what's common and easy for them. Absolutely. You need a rule in there. It's the NFL's affirmative action rule. Well, we have that in society, so deal with it. Urban Meyer. You gave that guy 10 million bucks. 10 million bucks. And he acted unprofessional. And David Culley does his job and shows up every day knowing full well you didn't give him a full deck and that he was most likely going to be fired and you blow him out after that. Very uncool. Not a good perception. One black coach in the NFL. You're going to have racism, racist conversations. The NFL's going to be called racist. Yeah, all that stuff. Hey, by the way, all that stuff with Colin Kaepernick and calling Drew Brees a racist and stuff, NFL hasn't changed who they are. This is a prime example of it. They hired David Culley because they thought this black guy would convince Deshaun Watson to stay. When they realized that wasn't happening, they fired him. So they just hired a black guy for public for public wins and social media. What a bad look. Wow. Man. Uh, Urban Meyer, he's a total asshat and a liar. John says David Cully should get coach of the year for getting four wins with that shit. You're right, dude. Hey, and Joey's right. That's why the Texans are the Texans. That's why they can't get out of their way. You talk about a place that you don't – hey, but you know what, Joey? You know what makes somebody want to take that job? Money. Here's $10 million bucks. coach the team. I don't have a quarterback. Here's $10 million. Okay. Or you give it to some other guy who needs an opportunity, like Eric Bieniemy. You watch. They go hard after Eric Bieniemy. Guarantee it. If you're Eric Bieniemy, why in the world did you leave Kansas City for that shithole? You have no. It's like getting the Jets job. You think Robert Sala's going to have success in New York with the Jets? What would make you think that? They've only had one coach with a winning record in 60-plus years. I don't know how people don't see trends. No, Samuel, David Mills wasn't that bad. He was the third dude on the depth chart, though. Come on, man. Dante, I say it's not. I Get this. You want to hear this? I think Xander's going to absolutely fall in love with this. I think Bill O'Brien is the lead candidate in Jacksonville for that Jags job. I do. They're going to want a guy that has run a team, but it should disqualify him. Now, remember something, though. After Bob McNair died, they fired the GM, and they gave, and they gave him total control of the team, GM and head coach. Bill O'Brien was actually winning division titles with guys like T.J. Yates and horrible quarterbacks like that. He was actually, if I'm not mistaken, can somebody look this up for me? I actually think Bill O'Brien's got a winning record as an NFL head coach. I don't think he has an under 500 record. I think he's actually got a 500 record or better in Houston. But when you get rid of DeAndre Hopkins after you give a hundred-plus million-dollar deal to Deshaun Watson, I mean, you took components away from the kid. 
He had no say in personnel. Now you're seeing what Brady and Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson want to do. When you make that kind of financial commitment, you should. Lawrence says, Jacksonville job going to Byron Leftwich. O'Brien already shot himself in the foot. Why? He didn't have that bad of a job. He's 52 and 48 in Houston. Thank you, Lawrence. Again, that's, that's not the record that we saw Joe Judge have. I mean, Joe Judge, how did that guy even last two years? That's almost the same kind of record that Pete Carroll had the first time around when he was fired from the Jets and the Patriots. Then he went to Southern Cal, and he changed a complete narrative on his NFL coaching career in Seattle. You realize that, right? Carroll was fired with the Patriots and Jets. Left a ton of talent for Belichick behind. Okay, Mike Vrabel, Teddy Bruschi, Troy Brown, all those guys were brought in by Pete Carroll. They weren't brought in by Bill. Drew, that's right. O'Brien's a good coach. He's just a shitty GM. And by the way, I would also make it apparent after watching what he did with Alabama. See, what he did at that Alabama game against Georgia, bro, he got away from the running attack. Why would you ever get away from the running attack? Bryce Young needs play option, and he, he needs to have that. Okay? Got to have that in the arsenal. That's what they did in the Southeastern Conference Championship game. When they got into the SEC Championship game, they were doing play action on Georgia the entire time. They never got close to him. In the national title game, O'Brien, he completely went away from the running attack, made him one-dimensional, they got pressure on him. And that's how I think that whole game got changed around, was actually, again, like I talk to you all the time about situational play calling. Okay, and that'll be a factor. It will. It'll be a factor here. Here, here's, here's who I think and what I think are the best jobs that are open. And, and, and now the Houston Texans job is open too. I've got six here. The Houston Texans job, I don't know. I think you put that there with the Giants. Right? The Dolphins, would you want that job? Why? you got an unsteady owner in Stephen Ross. They, they, they fire and they're on the quarterback carousel every year it seems. That franchise does not – I do not recognize that franchise since Joe Robbie died. You know the difference with the Dolphins has been Joe Robbie. When he sold the team to Heisinger, they've never been the same. You had actual football people running the Dolphins back in the day with Joe Robbie and Don Shula. They knew what they were doing. But since Heisinger and Stephen Ross, unsteady unproven, fired, knee-jerk reaction in coaches and quarterbacks. Why in the world would you go there? The Giants job, I made it very clear to you. So the Giants, gets what the Giants have to do. The Giants have to do this, this offseason. Get the GM right. Get the head coach right. And get the quarterback right. Holy shit, why would you want that job? If you're, the, if you're the head coach and you're being interviewed, do you have a GM in the room? I would think you need to get a GM first. Get the GM first. Think about that. 
you're getting interviewed for the giant job right now. You're not sure about the quarterback. Personally, you probably think he sucks. Daniel Jones. You don't have a GM. Dave Gettleman left that thing in ruin. And you're going to take that job too. So the dolphins in the giant gig, I mean, is a lot of work. That's a lot of lifting. About the bear job. No quarterback. Oh, I know. Justin Fields. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. You can have it. I don't want that kid. That's not a guy I want to develop. I don't want to develop that. That doesn't look like Patrick Mahomes to me. That doesn't look like Josh Allen to me. That doesn't look like Justin Herbert to me or Derek Carr even. I don't know what that thing looks like. I can't tell. As a matter of fact, a couple of months under Sean McDermott, I saw him go to Soldier Field in the offseason and the exhibition season. I couldn't believe that was Mitchell Trubisky. And you actually won a division title with Mitchell Trubisky. Matt Nagy won a title with him, and he was the NFL Coach of the Year. Why would Doug Peterson want the Dolphins, the Giants, or the Bear job? Money? Dude, Doug needs to be right. Think about this, for instance, guys. Allison, I'm with you, man. Let's go. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to that. We're talking about Doug Peterson's next gig. Why would Doug want Dolphins, Giants, or Bears gig? Why would, why, why would you want any one of those jobs? Your quarterback list and the GM sucked there or have been fired. How about the Broncos? Well, they're going to be sold now. There, there's a rumor that Peyton Manning and Eli Manning are putting a ownership group together to buy it from the Bolin family. Okay, Peyton Manning, John Elway. I, I actually like that. From Doug Peterson, at least they're football people. The Vikings get Ziggy Wolf, who owns that team. I actually think he's a pretty good owner. I didn't think they should have fired Rick Spielman, but it was time. They had to do something. There's talent on that team. Dalvin Cook, they got a good old line. That's a pretty decent roster there. Not bad. James, my wife said it looked better, and I told you this. You know where the cannolis are. Drew, Doug going to Minnesota, that would be a kind of fits, too. The Jag job, I don't, I don't think the Jag job is that bad a job. I just think they made a bad hire. Hey, Doug Marone was better than they had there with Urban Meyer. Doug Marone actually won some ball games. Didn't Doug get that team to an AFC championship game against the Steelers? Am I, am, am, am I right when I say that? Didn't, didn't, didn't Doug Marone take that team to a conference title game. I could have swore the Jags made it with Blake Bortles. I, I, I mean, I, I might be wrong about that. I, I could have swore that he made it there. And the owner has shown Shade Khan that he's going to spend money. Armand says, get this, and they get the number one pick. Okay, well, I'll take that kid, Neil, out of Alabama, and I'll have him be my left tackle protecting Trevor Lawrence. 
That kid, Neal, is a beast. I'll take him. The offensive lineman from Bama, yeah, he'll be my first pick. Okay? Or if you want to go on the other side, okay, N'Kobe Dean or Jordan Davis, I'll take any one of those guys. But I got to protect my asset, and I got to protect my guy, Trevor Lawrence. Okay? That dude is a, that dude's a beast, man. I think the Raider job, even though it's a freaky owner and it's a flaky owner, you got Derek Carr there, man. What is Mike Mayock? I don't know. So if you're Doug Peterson, man, I say Raiders, Jags, Vikings, maybe the Broncos. The rest of those, the rest of those jobs, in my opinion, I think they're horseshit. There's a lot of lifting. That you have to do. All right. We're going to catch up with David Hill. We are also going to get into Buccaneers and Eagles. More into that game. How to defend Tom Brady and what Jalen has to do. Please hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. This is Joe Krause of Krause's Coats inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help veterans stay warm this winter. Go to Krause's Coats on Facebook to help those who've served. Have a happy holiday. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. 
Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. creator of Fox Sports. Imagine having that as something on your resume. I made Fox Sports. No, no, no. You mean you worked with Fox? No, no, no. I made Fox Sports. Fox Sports is what it is because of David Hill. I was talking to Sean McManus, the chairman of CBS last night, telling him that we were going to get David on. And we were having conversations about what they had to work with from the very beginning. They didn't even have a logo. They had no music. You know how you go back in the day and you have Wide World of Sports, Spanning the Globe, Jim McKay. You had, you know, signature voices that were on ABC Sports and ABC obviously morphed into being ESPN and all that. So you had those voices, right? And how would you like to have that distinction? of being the creator of Fox Sports. We bring in our friend now, David Hill. And David Hill, obviously, I I, I love this. David, I said this. I go like this to Sean McManus last night. And I said this to him. I go, I'm having David Hill on. He goes, that man did not have a logo. He had no music. He had no talent. He had nothing. And he created Fox Sports. Welcome aboard, David. Thank you so much for coming on. I, I didn't get the note about the cap. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Sean said I had no talent. Bastard. No, not you. He said you had no talent at Fox Sports. I'll forgive him just this once. Yeah. About, well, yeah, that was the situation. How about this, David? The NFL, it just came out a couple days ago that the National Football League last year in 2021, of the 100 highest rated television shows, 91 of them were NFL football games. Probably doesn't shock you in how big the league has become. No, well, what's what's terrific about the league, it's, it's been through its ups and downs, but largely thanks to an unknown soldier toiling away in the bowels of the NFL that's made all the difference. His name is Howard Katz. Um, that the, the NFL, when other sports are on this slow, lemming-like, uh, cliff of their demise, the NFL just keeps getting stronger. And uh, as I said, largely due to Howard Katz's brilliance at being able to, to organize the schedule so that every televised games or as many as it can make are meaningful. And that has been the key difference over the last three years of the league. If you look at the league's growth. When Ru- Rupert Murdoch went to you, and he said that he wanted to start a sports division. What was your first response to him when he I was, came to you and asked that? I was running, I was running Sky Sports in Britain, and and Sky had had a very tenuous beginning. We'd been losing money for three years, and and uh, uh, we organised a deal to put uh, the English Premier League w- when it was started, uh, so that we were very much involved with the creation of the EPL. And uh, we had to make the decision because of what we paid that we had to switch from being a free-to-wear 
broadcast to to subscription, which of course freaked all the sales guys out. What you're going to make people pay for it? And and so we charged I think five quid a month, and um, uh, in the first month we had nine hundred and fifty thousand people sign up. So we suddenly knew that we had an audience and it was working. And and you have no idea what it's like. You probably do starting your your, your podcast not knowing whether you're going to pay the bills at the end of the month and, and, and are any checks going to come through the door. And Rupert, God bless him, he's got huge nuts. He, he just, like, saw through that because he believed that it was going to work. So we got it up and running, and, and suddenly I'm able to breathe that, that we are making money and that we're going to, and you know, we, having so much fun with the EPL and the guys in, in the English Soccer League was great. Uh, and then he said, listen, I'm going to have a crack at the NFL. And I said to him, what? Which one? And he said, well, CBS, the um, the NFC. I said, oh, yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> Terrific. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Okay. Good. Good luck. Send me a postcard. Let me know how it goes. Anyway, so um, uh, we came out and did the pitch to uh, Jerry Jones and Commissioner Tagliabue and the boys and voila, we got it. And so I suddenly get called that I have to go to, uh, I have to come out to LA and get it set up. So, which is what I did. David, I, I grew up with Sean McManus. We're childhood friends, and I grew up with Jim McKay, and people don't realize the NFC had been on CBS, if I'm not mistaken, for 54 years. I mean, to get that pride away, I mean, even you had to sit there and go like this. There is absolutely no way. I'll get to Madden and Summerall here in a minute, but you had to be thinking there is ab- – it'd, like, it'd be like getting the Premier League away from their home broadcast company – and going to a new startup. It's almost unbelievable if you could make that comparison. You must have been stunned when that happened. Well, it's like switching Seinfeld from NBC to ABC. It's like 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 switching friends across to the CW. It, actually, that's not a bad comparison. It's like switching friends from NBC to the CW. Um, I, 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 I could not believe that... Um, that CBS would would give up this crown jewel. Uh, I don't think anyone did. Um, but they believed what what happened was what was interesting that was percolating. The NFL didn't feel CBS was treating them the right way. They felt that they were being shortchanged in terms of production and in terms of promotion and just in terms of the way that the league was handled by CBS. And so that that when you had these young mavericks coming into the the league, especially Jerry Jones, especially Jerry Jones, who are saying, "What the hell? Why? Why, um, why on earth are, 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 are some of our games are being covered with four cameras?" So the, there was a very telling piece in in SI. They had a, a a front cover, which was called "The NFL Stands for the No Fun League," and so. That luckily, um, Val Pinchback, Commissioner Tagliabue, had been to England and saw the way that I covered uh, soccer games, football games. I'll use soccer for your audience. Soccer <laughs> actually is football. They use their feet most of the time. <laughs> Just wanted to make that little point. Um, so, so they've seen the way that, that that we did it in Britain, and so I said, you know, we're going to do an hour pregame show. They've gone, what? How can you do an hour pregame show? I said, Well, you can do an hour pregame show. And I explained how we're going to cover it. And I think it was well as the money, the most important 
aspect, the most important emotion of that deal was that everyone in the National Football League, from Commissioner Tagliabu down, realized that the center of attention for the fledgling Fox network was not going to be The Simpsons, wasn't going to be Married with Children, wasn't going to be In Living Color. It was going to be the National Football League. And I think that that meant so much, plus the check, don't forget the check, but it was it was an attitude of we love you, we respect you, and we're going to grow with you. And I think that was part of the decision-making process in the National Football League to switch from the CBS. If, if, if CBS management, senior management, like Tish and the other guys, had put their arms around Jerry Jones, given him a big hug, a peck on each cheek and said, we really love you, we're going to step it up, Fox never would have got a look in. Do you agree, David, that that Jerry Jones is most arguably the most important owner, him, Al Davis, those kind of guys? I talked to Marty Caldner, who started the Hard Knocks and some of the people at HBO, and nobody wanted that thing. But Jerry got the pitch. He heard the pitch. He said, this is going to attract younger audiences. You know, over the last couple of years, he hasn't had a lot of success on the field. But the one thing that he has done is grow the brand. And I think that's what you're talking about, isn't it? On growing the brand of the NFL, because he's one of those guys like yourself that sees down the line and goes, listen, we can't have a league of 54-year-old sports fans. It's got to be 1834. It's got to be attracting to people like that. Those guys will grow up. They'll buy homes. They'll do this. And you're always using that wheel like that. How important was Jerry Jones in this whole process for Fox for the growth of the league? Vital. Jerry was – Jerry once said to me, like, he's, he's one of the more, more – I've met a lot of interesting characters along the track of life, right? But Jerry's got to be, like, up there as one of the most interesting. And he said something once, and I think, I think we're having a few adult beverages, and he said, you know, there is nothing like catching a 20-pound bass on a one-pound line. And I think that, that that sums Jerry up. Jerry is is a unique set of people within that, like, he, he's not schizophrenic. He's, like, kaleidoscopic. There's so many aspects of that guy's personality. And I think one of the more interesting connections that's been made in the National Football League is a friendship between Jerry and Robert Kraft. That here with Robert, you have a, a traditional businessman you know like like cut from the cloth of businessman and then you have jerry jones who is a wildcatter put the two of them together and boom that's what's happened absolutely here who made the call to john madden to try to get him to come over to fox was it you initially or was it rupert murdoch well, it would have been rupert rupert or chase one of the two um that uh when did you get involved in the process? Well, I was in. Well, uh, listen, in, in in that January and February, um, it was so frenetic, like getting it done. Like I was more, if the check to get John was going to be huge, so it was well out of whatever budgets that I had. I was more interested to be honest, at that stage, because I was fixated, as well as the broadcast of the games, on our pregame show. 
because I felt that we would be, Fox Sports would be judged, not by the way we cover the games, because a game is a game is a game. Uh, we had a few things like I was, was I'm, I've been very fortunate that I was taught at a very young age the importance of audio. And I knew what I wanted to do with audio and that. I knew I wanted to do with cameras. But I felt that the key thing for us to, to, so, so that we were visually different from the other networks covering the NFL was our pregame show. And the one thing that I'd been told not to do by the executive at Fox's, that the executives at Fox was to hire a guy called Terry Bradshaw. Now, I wouldn't have known Terry Bradshaw if he stood up in my corner. <laughs> I really wouldn't. I had no idea who he was. And so I'm getting all this advice, da-da-da, da-da-da, da-da-da. And uh, the only thing that was was that do not hire Terry Bradshaw. Okay. Who's Terry Bradshaw? Oh, he's quarterback. Done. By a sheer fluke, by sheer fluke, I'm watching CBS, their pregame show on the morning of the NFC Championship. And there's this guy, Terry Bradshaw. Oh, shit, there's that Terry Bradshaw. And he's with this guy called Greg Gumbel. And I think, Terry Bradshaw, wonder why they told me not to hire him. He's terrific, looks good, whatever. And then there was an incident. And Terry got up from the desk where he's sitting with Greg, and he walked across to a telestrator. And he goes, dong, 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 bum, 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 X's and O's, whatever. But it was the way he walked from the desk to the telestrator. And it wasn't a walk. It was a swagger. And I fell in love. My little heart went pitter-patter. I thought, that's <laughs> the guy for me. Because to me, he, Terry Bradshaw, personified what I wanted Fox Sports to be. I wanted it to be knowledgeable, but funny. I wanted to sugarcoat the education pill. And I felt that Terry was, and I've got to tell you, not a bad tip, who was on Fox NFL Sunday last Sunday, a fellow called Terry Bradshaw, wearing a cap. I would have taken it off him, but nevertheless, wearing a cap. <laughs> well, the conversation with John Madden, I had so much to do. Like, I'm here in L.A., and the reason I wanted to start it in L.A., because I'd done a couple of, I've worked a couple of shoots in New York, and you'd walk into the studios there and it'd be like walking at the end of the world. The guys had a hassle getting in. It was snowing and, they, oh, God, I don't want this. And they said, are you going to set it up in, in New York? And I said, I don't think so. I said, I want to set it up where the bulk of the guys, the people, and I use guys, males, females, whatever, who work in the entertainment industry. I want it to be in Los Angeles so that the, everyone, the cameramen, the editors, the mixes, the TDs are used to working on entertainment shows because that's what I want to do with Fox Sports. So that's why it was out here. This was all going on. Um, John was represented even then by Sandy Montag and Barry Frank. Yep. Um, and that was largely Rupert and uh, Rupert and Chase who, who, who handled that deal. Do you like the broadcasting? I had a chance to talk to Ted Turner years ago about – you know, looking at CNN after years after he sold it, I believe it was to AOL. And, you know, he had different opinions on how the news was being broadcast. I'm wondering for you, when you see how the NFL is being broadcast, I mean, are you 
a fan of it? Do you think that they're doing the same concepts that you envisioned on what your vision was for the NFL on Fox? Or do you think it's just because, again, things change because of situations, decades change, situations change in it. Do you like where the NFL is right now broadcasting? Yeah, I, it, it's it, – it's, let me put it this way. Um, uh, like I've covered a hell of a lot of sports, um, uh, produced a lot of, lot of telecasts of, of, of various sports. To me, the NFL, uh, well, American football, is by far the most satisfying because it's like huh. three-dimensional violent chess. It, 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 it's wonderful and it's unexpected. And like last Sunday's games were just, uh, <laughs> just fabulous, just fab. Even the national championship Monday night, like yeah, like it, it's just it is it is terrific. Um, I think in terms of cameras, um, lenses, uh, and audio. What I'm disappointed about is that that nothing's really moved. That mm-hmm. I would like to see a lot more graphic displays. I think that uh, what I've I've said for for a million years has been that the next big advance in uh, in sports coverage is alternate alternate uh, commentary teams. And I think what ESPN has done with the Manning brothers is I love precisely it. that. But just to man, I've been. It's like when when Chase and I and and Eric Shanks were at at uh, Directv, that we played around with it because with Directv you had multiple video sources, whatever. Uh, with a linear television channel, you just have the one. But just to man, what what my great dream was always to do a World Series and to have Joe Buck and and whoever broadcasting the main feed, but have Jimmy Kimmel doing another audio feed and then to have um, like a great manager like Jack, uh, J- Joe Torre doing a third so that depending on what you wanted to listen to, how you wanted to be informed and entertained, it was your choice. And I think that what Espen has done with the, with the Manning brothers, is, I love that telecast. I think. So you would want to have David, you want to, you would want to have like on direct TV Multiple opportunities where you could watch Joe Torre, you could watch Kimmel, you could watch a comedian, you could watch a singer, you can watch m- well, numerous well, I would, people. I would actually classify Jimmy Kimmel as a comedian. I, I think that, yes, it's but it's it's a comedian's take. It's like I'd love to hear, uh, hear an acerbic Bill Maher do something because I think that would be hysterical. And I think I think that the, the areas in which sports can move ahead is A, multiple broadcast feeds, listening to – listening to other views than like we've been listening to one because of the, of the technical inflexibility that is, is based on it. But you could really do through a computer feed, have X number of, of, of different commentary feeds. I would like to see a lot more use of graphics in the live game. Um, I think that that all sports with the exception of football and soccer, um, Hang on, let me put this other way: football and American football, American whatever. <laughs> um, I, I think that that the the demographics are, are aging incredibly rapidly. I think the golf demo at the moment averages around about sixty-five, which is pretty scary. And I think tennis is up there as well. And I think that the audience that always went along with their parents and became ardent fans and avid fans just by rote. And now moving to the Xbox and to the video games and whatever. 
like Twitch, which I don't know how many of you you you. you I have a channel. Right, Twitch is brilliant. Yeah, it's just passed two billion viewers, and the kids that would watch football or baseball or, or NBA or whatever are now watching video game competitions. And to me, that is the greatest problem facing the professional sports audience. Huh. Because what's going to happen, like everything is based on sponsors. That, that When the sponsors go, hang on, that's not my audience. They're 65. So what you're going to start seeing on, on sports shows is advertisements for adult diapers. It's like watching CNN or Fox News. What do you see with old yeah. audience? So, so I think that that the leagues themselves have got to look at the way they are presented to the public in, in order for them to ensure their longevity. Finally here, I one of my favorite sporting events in one of my favorite sports is F1. Did you have a fun time dealing with F1? Did you, did I you had, like it? I, I, in fact, I've just come off the phone with Dean Locke. I, I seriously had the, probably the most fun of my life. The three years I spent with F1. and the, Hey, like, David, these people don't know how big those stars are in the world, right? The Michael Schumachers of the world and all of those. But, I mean, they're enormous stars. Well, they, they have, I think there's 600 million viewers on a regular basis. <laughs> um in, in the States, Espen has done a very good job with the F1 broadcast, taking taking Sky Speed. I think it's up to 1.5 million who watch uh, watch races generally. But I was working with guys like Dean Locke, and, uh, who's, who runs it, and Phil Rourke, who's the director, and Justin Laurie, the graphics guy, and Tony Ellis, who does the replays. And what we were able to do in the three years that I was with them is is pull everything together and i'm just so proud of them and watching that final race where where maxi beat beat lewis yeah was just an incredible number of stories i had i had the best time i loved it okay finally last thing did you ever go on coach johnson's boat I, I hey, hey know this. I'm going to text Coach Johnson right after this. So gotta, did you gotta, ever go I, on his boat? Oh, yeah, shit. Uh, <laughs> I got to tell you, um, Jimmy, Jimmy had left the um, – Coach Johnson had left the Dolphins. And I was – I wanted him to get him back in the studio. And he hated doing the cross-country run from Miami, whatever. So I went – I said, listen, I'm coming down for two we, – we got to talk this through. Like, come on. You know, you're an integral part of the show. Da 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 da. da, da. You, you've got to come back. So we we spent the, the the first day drinking Heineken's, and then we spent the night drinking Heineken's, <laughs> and then the next morning, as the sun bursts over the uh, the Atlantic Ocean, I find that I'm in a boat heading at about fifty knots, heading due east, with Jimmy at the wheel. I'm thinking, holy shit. <laughs> He's, uh, look, J Coach Johnson is, is going to be one of my favorite people on earth. It, like, it's like, I can't explain it. it it's with, with, with Howie and Terry and Coach Johnson. It was like, you know, 
it was it was like anyway it was it was just it was a remarkable emotional experience but coach johnson is a fantastic fisherman um and his knowledge of lobster habitats has got to be seen to be believed and that's all i will be drawn on that subject <laughs> lobster habitat that's so that's it now i know in closing here that Eric Shanks got talked into that BS where he sits back uh, in the keys because if David Hill was still at Fox, Jimmy, get your ass on that plane and get to L.A. God's sake, man. It's like, anyway, yes. At least the way Eric's got him doing it, it's like when we started off and the bastard wouldn't come across, we sat in front of this aquarium. And so there'd be Jimmy saying, sorry, Coach Johnson, saying something vitally important. And you'd see like a flapper fish would swim behind him and then come out of his left ear. It was most off-putting. Anyway, I'd much prefer to see him in the studio with the boys. Absolutely. David, this has been a privilege for you taking time with me like this. And I just next, time I'll put, next time I'll put the cap on. Don't worry. Okay, next time I won't have the cap on because that's the third time, so I know this. When an executive says this, don't show up with the cap next time. David, thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, man. See you, man. You got it, man. That's my friend David Hill. <laughs> Creator of Fox Sports. Wow, has he seen it all. My friends, he is cons- he's still a consultant for Fox TV and Rupert Murdoch. Okay, so now, hey, it was three times he brought up the beanie. Okay, next time, what, what's this? Now you can't leave. <laughs> so did you hear that? Okay, so the current, the cur- hey, hey, man, hey, Matt Hatter, man. Get this, guys. Okay? Okay? How about this, man? E- e- Xander even loves it. Dude, get this, guys. You'll never see a bigger sports executive in your life on a podcast show than him. Eric Shanks, the people that work on Sundays, he hired them all. He hired Menifee. He hired Howie. He hired Jimmy. He hired Terry. He hired the current president of Fox Sports, Eric Shanks. He hired all the people at NASCAR. He hired all the people at college football on Fox. I don't think he hired Joe Klatt. But everything, he hired Joe Buck. He hired Troy Aikman. Pete, he's a big deal is right, man. You will never in your lifetime see anybody like that ever again. Thank you so much, man. He killed it, didn't he? Hey, I was a little... I was a little concerned about not seeing him because, you know me, Big Sills don't like – hey, always notice, guys, Big Sills doesn't like this. I don't like people that whisper, and I don't like people I can't see. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Guy goes, well, you see me well, don't you? And I go, I do and I don't, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I don't like people that mumble. I don't like mumblers, man. Pete, thank you. Me too. Hey, Pete, can I tell you this? I can't believe we got him. I can't believe. That's the first time I've ever had David Hill on my show, radio or now on the network here. 
He doesn't do it. I've had his cell phone. We've text back and forth for like 100 years. Okay? Backyard Birds podcast. Hey, trust me. And look, guys, you know what? We don't drop a lot of them dudes on you. Trust me when I tell you. We're not going to put .com nobodies on. Here, You want to know what my rule is? If you're not a bigger star than Big Sills, you ain't coming on. <laughs> oh, man. Okay? You ain't a bigger star than Big Sills. You're not coming on the program. Muhammad says, Dan, you're a superstar. Really? And that's what my wife tells me sometimes. Hey, you had a good day. Hey, you had a shitty day. Oh. Hey, Steve, thank you, dude. I can't believe we got David Hill. Hey, I don't even know what he said. <laughs> As Sander goes, that's one of my favorite interviews you've done. Yeah, man. See, I, I, I have a couple questions at the beginning, and then what I do is I just go off of what they say and what they're doing. It's easier to get that out of people with when you're looking for something. You have probably, look, I break down about five or six questions that I have to get in there because I'm always looking for a soundbite. But I'm going to allow you to open up. Like Jay talking about Lane Johnson. And his mental health issues. He worked with Lane. To get Lane. Hey, Armand says Dan Starstruck. Yeah, probably. On that one? Hey, on that one? Yeah. Eric says you're the next star in Philly media. Thank you, dude. That would be an honor. Daryl says, Seals, you're an important person. Really? Uh, not in my house. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, Ken. That's kind of where I got a little bit of that technique is from Carson. Carson would have a couple questions. Stern, too. Howard's a great interviewer. Pete says, I love the idea of other networks should be doing. Dude, I love that Peyton and Eli broadcast, too. I, I was telling young football players, they were asking me, I go, look, you want to learn the game? and you really want to see the game through an NFL lens, what you do is you watch Eli and Peyton talk about it. Boy, it's, it's a different – when you hear broadcasters talking and then when you hear Eli and Peyton Manning talking about it, it's a completely different optic and conversation. By the way, when I post these pictures that we had Jay Glazer and we had – Rupert Murdoch's number two guy. You know David Hill was Rupert Murdoch's number two guy. And for the record, he still is number one consultant on all television properties. Fox News, too. He helped build Fox News. Okay? Romo's turned into somebody pretty good, hasn't he? I'm still starting to like Tony Romo. Hey, get this, guys. I'm working on Jeremiah Trotter. I see you guys like Dawkins and Seth, but I'm working on Jeremiah Trotter. What do you think? I'm trying to get him on. I, I sent him a message. I sent him a text message. So I'm hoping to see if we can get Jeremiah Trotter. And I know Tony Bruno's going to join us tomorrow too, by the way. Okay. Hey, by the way, Joshua. Joshua says, Dan, you look better with the Bucks. Come on back. We want you. Hey, hey, look. Hey, hey, hey. 
Joshua, those people in Florida have banned me. Spanish Phil, Jay Trotter, let's go. Love Trotter. This show fucking sucks. <laughs> uh, Timothy, thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, me too, Eric. That is so good, man. This show fucking sucks. I told everyone. You see, Xander doesn't like any gratuitous backslapping in any way whatsoever. So I said this from now on, please. Hey, this show fucking sucks. LOL. <laughs> no, it was a compliment. <laughs> no, it was a compliment, man. Holy cow. Is tomorrow Friday? Good grief, man. Football Friday. The Buccaneer Eagle train starts on Friday. Breakdowns. What happens? Jalen versus Brady. Jonathan Gannon versus Brady. Sirianni versus Bruce Arians. Man. Pete, thank you, man. That very cool, man. Dude, I can't wait to see it. Hey, guys, do me a favor. Had a power pack show today. Jay Glazer and Fox Sports creator David Hill were on with us. And if you missed any of it, please go back and watch it. Share it. Really a fun time. Please hit the like button. We really appreciate it. Till tomorrow, 4 to 6. We'll catch you on the flip side. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.